Hey, welcome to the Crack Ten Comedy Club. Tonight we've got Jer Staunton, and we chat about the worst pints of Guinness in the world. Now, how bad does a gig have to be before you quit? And Irish pubs in Iraq. You know Joe Biden is only awake for four hours a day. That's, that, that's you. Like, every time you see Joe Biden on TV, he's just up, he's just awake that minute. As soon as you see, he actually came, I'm from the west of Ireland, right? Two weeks ago he came, this kind of put us on the map. We were on the map because Joe Biden came. And just like you, on day one, they brought him, they brought him to a food deli. Yeah. That's what they did. In the west of Ireland, they're like, you know what he'd love? He'd, he'd, we could have been like Booker Kells. No, no. No, we could have been like, here's Shane McGowan. We don't know how he's alive either. No. Miracle. But we were like food deli. But the thing was, Joe loved it. Because he was just up. He was just awake. Imagine being just awake. Your mates just bring you to this place. You're rubbing your eyes and you go, oh my fucking God. This is the best country I've ever come to. He was loving it. But you know what he said? You know what Joe said when he was standing in front of it? This was a, one of the best quotes that he's ever said. It's like, he was standing in front of all this food and he said, oh my God, look at all these options. I don't know why my ancestors ever left. <laughs> Joe, 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 Joe. I've... I have a funny feeling that it wasn't the choice of salads. I have a, f- I have a feeling they weren't in spar going, oh, what, no coleslaw? <laughs> Fucking coffin ship it is for me then. I've, if Joe knew anything at all about Irish politics, he'd know that in the 1800s, the English came over here and they put blight on our chicken fillet rolls. And that's why. That's why. I'll be honest, I, I'll be honest, just to clarify, I don't think they called them coffin ships at the time. I don't think, I don't think there was people rocking up like and hearing the announcements going, the 1245 coffin ship is... Sorry, the what? I mean the normal ship, the 1245... Completely normal ship is about to leave. Welcome to the Crack Den Comedy Club. Yeah, just ordering his ear. Thanks nice for coming on, on. Man. Thanks for having me. You, yeah. you travel a lot. You're drinking a Guinness as usual. Yeah. Where's the worst? Yeah, yeah, even if just for research. You know it's going to be shit, but... Mm. The uh, one pour, single pour. Oh, you do get a one pour. Yeah, London's good for the one pour. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> They'll always give you a one pour. Had a terrible one in Bratislava. It was like, <laughs> it was it was black to there. One inch up, white to there, and yeah. then just bubbles, bubbly oh white. God. Yeah, like you'd, you'd make a so it was an probably ice cream. It was probably the end of the keg. It got frothy. Then. No, I think he was he was doing his best. Like he was okay. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. that he was co- quite proud of it when he set it down. <laughs> it's like, like a bubble bath. You know what you Irish guys are going to love. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did you blow the uh, the froth off the top of it? It like... was like that, like a little Smurf head. <laughs> yeah, uh, we drank it, but yeah, research purposes. Drank it. Angrily with eye contact with a barman, you know, the way baristas oh, they get trained up as baristas. I, I worked yeah. as a barista and they get someone in and they give you a day or two training. I'm surprised Guinness don't do that, they do it in Ireland, they do it, in yeah. They go, there's a there's Guinness, um, safe not safety, what you call it, quality, quality standard thing, and they go around 
like in a Guinness van, like postman pat type thing. And they go around from town to town, teach people how to pour properly, make sure they're using a glass with the logo on it, make sure they're turning the logo towards the yeah. customer, oh, all of that. Nice. Kind of thing. Nice. Yeah. But I mean, it's expensive, so do it well. Like yeah. mm. if, if the pint was three quid, I wouldn't complain if they gave me Guinness in a Carlsberg glass. It's six quid. You know? Yeah. But if I'm if you're taking it from me, then I, I want the effort from you. Yeah, even if it's a house party and your mate opens a can again and puts it in like a throw it in his face. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. No. The cans are pretty good though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We learned the art of the can during lockdown. Oh, yeah. what's the art of the can? Everyone had a different way of pouring. Mm. It was like a you know, put a little pinhole in the top of it so that it goes flat and then put it into a jewelry cleaner. <laughs> <laughs> Am I the only one? Um I would just put the can upside down straight into the Glass, yeah. Let it chug up until a certain point, and then turn it. And then, yeah, I did that during like level one. Oh, okay. <laughs> and then by level three, you call around the Guinness man. man. Yeah, by level three of lockdown, I was like, I had a jewelry cleaner beside me, and I was piercing the can with a little pin, getting all the gas out of it, putting it into the jewelry cleaner, pressing the zap button on it, and then it does the thing that the the tap does. Oh, wow. The nitrogen in the tap does the same thing. And it's good. So yeah, I, I I have a feeling I went a bit further in this than you. <laughs> yeah, well that, that's that's black belt just about yeah. actual. When you don't black. have kids, it's a pandemic and you've got to do something. I just found out how to pour good pints. Yeah, I, I don't have kids either. Max, you've got a kid, Damon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's really good at pouring the Guinness. I'd say so. Yeah, yeah, he's really good. He's good with the little pens. Yeah, sharp objects and kids. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, man, can you put them? Where's that? Where's Mama's? Where's, where's Mama's jewelry cleaner? cleaner? <laughs> <laughs> Go get it. Go get it. Yeah, nice man. And because. Every time I look at your socials, you're like a Europe run or an American run. Or yeah, I like traveling for mm. gigs. First of all, it's a good way to see, you know, to go around the world. Yeah, because you're telling jokes. I don't like traveling when I don't have a gig. I don't I like. I don't take holidays. I don't go somewhere just for the weekend. I book a gig somewhere and go, or book a little run, book a tour. And good I for think, taxes as well. And for tax, off. yeah, just even if you are on holiday, just take a photo of yourself on stage. Five minute open mic, just turn up. <laughs> don't even. <laughs> I w- I'd be like, that's, yeah, that's enough for me now. Business Thanks. expense. Did you get the shot? Cool, we're out here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Send it straight to the tax man. You, you just bring a microphone every holiday yeah. and just turn up with it. I just bring like green screen microphone <laughs> in the shape of a mic. You can put in whatever type of mic you want. Uh, the Madagascar but, Comedy Club behind yeah, you. Yeah. Holding the green screen behind me. But yeah, uh, it's, it also, I think it, it helps you a bit because even gigging in Dublin, like we're going to be gigging here tonight. I'd be surprised if there's like, 20-30% Irish this, they're going to be from everywhere mm. and if you gig in Barcelona you gig in you know Antwerp it's going to be the same you might have 10-20% Irish Yeah. so it, I think it kind of helps you to round off your material so that you know you don't have the hard edges of lo- you know local references and stuff like that and it kind of helps you to be a little bit more uh, gen- general maybe I guess and you, you want to know that when it the joke lands, it lands. Lands Not everywhere. just lands to some... It's got to land somewhere. here and in Iraq. That's yeah. Because <laughs> you were there. I did a gig there a few months back, yeah. Yeah, that was it was pretty full on. There was machine guns involved. Not it, at the gig though, was it? It was an odd one, yeah. Basically, they had told me, this, the, the booker had said, there's, uh, there's five gigs in Dubai if you want them. And I was like, yeah, I'll do that. And they said, but the only thing is you've got to take the gig in Iraq first. And <laughs> there's going to be no gigs in Dubai. There's 58 gigs in Dubai. You're not making it. That was it. I, so the, the, they gave me the list. Or they rang me up and they told me they were like, so it's Iraq first and then the Dubai gigs. And I jokingly said, I oh, are very brave doing the Iraq one first, like expecting them 
to laugh. And they went, yeah, true, we'll move that to the end. So they moved the rack gig to the end. Really? Yeah, yeah, just in case I was, like, kidnapped. Oh, there you go. Yeah. I mean, too funny. That's a good booker. Yeah, yeah, they knew what they were doing. Yeah, they, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, you're not good to us in a cave. Yeah, risk the comedians <laughs> on the last gig. Yeah. yeah. They were gone by the last gig. They were like, let us know how you go. <laughs> Here, yeah. Here's your speaker. There's the lights. Yeah, go yeah. on. Yeah, the green bus. screen? Good. Yeah, just get into that truck. See you later. Where, where in Iraq? It was in, well, I wasn't supposed to say Iraq when I was there because it's the disputed northern region of Kurdistan. That's okay. where I was, was in Kurdistan. So that's a bit, it's kind of ISIS-y and a bit, I think, Syria claiming it. I think yeah, the Kurds involved. were the ones who fought ISIS largely. Yeah, they, so there was a defeated. lot of guns on the streets. There was Jesus. a lot of people, just because apparently ISIS were like 50k away on a hill. Ooh, while, 50k, man. Can we a bazooka there. fly 50k? I'd say so. Mortar can go 50k. <laughs> like I'm you're within guessing. range. You're within range, yeah. <laughs> but I don't think ISIS have bazookas. They, oh, they got, uh, wasn't it Iran was arming them? They had loads of fucking top stuff. But they're tying lads to chairs and throwing them off buildings. I wouldn't. If I had a bazooka, I'd be like trying to keep chairs. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you know how many chairs we can blow up with yeah, that? We're out of chairs. Everyone is safe yeah. again. Yeah, don't worry. They're out of chairs. Jeez. But they, yeah, they were on a hill somewhere. And um, but uh, yeah, I actually felt pretty safe because it, there were so many people with guns around. So like everywhere you went, you were being searched. There was soldiers checking out your taxis and your bags and everything. And you were like, what can go wrong? Like the this is as safe as you can probably be. Mm. If you don't have a gun, they give you one. They give you a gun. They don't have a gun. This guy doesn't have a gun. Couldn't find my gun. They gave me another. I found out too. <laughs> <laughs> it was next to my toothbrush. Yeah. Did uh, they have Guinness in Iraq? Um, I didn't get a point of Guinness. Oh. No. I was looking forward to what I was told after I left that there was a place I could have gone to. But I would have had to go there on my own. Basically, every time we left the hotel, cars would pull up with dudes with guns. And they would bring us to where we're going and they'd be like, OK, we'll watch you go in there for 20 minutes and then come back to the car. And that's no way to enjoy a Guinness. So yeah. I was like, go and like get some food and come back or go buy some stuff and come back. But you couldn't relax having a pint knowing you've got 20 minutes. Yeah. That's not enough for a pint. Yeah. 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 No deal. Yeah. But apparently there was a, yeah, there was a, an Irish pub there. There's an Irish pub everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and the gig was all right. The gig was grand. Cool. It was. Still 10, 20% Irish. <laughs> there was a couple of Irish. Yeah, it was. But uh, basically, I had to do, the morning of the gig, I had to do a radio show thing where, basically, I drew the short straw. There was a few comics doing it. And we all, like, drew straws to see who has to get up at six in the morning to do a radio oh. breakfast show. I did it, and I went into this place, and they were talking to me about comedy, and I was trying to be funny to try and get people to come to the show but it was six in the morning and your man goes oh just so you know i know the show is advertised for quarter past nine but the kurdish people they never think anton is going to start on time so they'll probably turn up around half nine quarter ten i was like i'm from mayo yeah i got <laughs> i got this don't worry where so my first five minutes was about the similarities and they were like it's so true so I don't know if we're twinned with Kurdistan, but we should be. We should Castle Ban Kurdistan. Kurdistan. There needs to be some student exchange. Yeah, yeah. So it was similar. It was grand. It was. It was like this. It was like how this is going to be. People from everywhere. Nice. Yeah, that's good, isn't it? And then uh, are you going back to Europe soon? States. I. Where would you like to go next? Well, I learned in the last couple of days that I've had a, a visa for the US approved. <gasps> well, I still have to do an interview. 
with the embassy people, which apparently is pretty scary. But more, more guns, more, more than Iraq. Yeah, I, that's going to be the one thing they bring up. They're like they're like, oh, there's one page in your passport that we oh. have a couple of questions about. But um, just show them the photo of you. Show on the stage. photo of me with the green screen. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'll hopefully go back to the states. Yeah, if that comes. We can the next one. Just say, oh, which wind with Castle, Castle Bar? That's where I'm from. Yeah. So I had to go to Gosden. I was representing. Yeah. That's how, great how because long? you've been doing that for a long time. How it's you, a three year visa. Three year visa. That doesn't mean I go there for three years, but it means I've got three years um, where I can travel over and back and take shows. Yeah. Because um, there's a lot of nice shows there. There's good shows being run in New York. And I was in California last year. And there's always, you know, there's always nice uh, promoters and stuff who are kind of asking you to come over and do paid shows which would be lovely so just to have the visa in the back pocket and be able to do them yeah man be the dream that's tricky isn't it three years okay get famous in three years yeah. go or, or just make your money back from what you've spent on the visa <laughs> oh, yeah. within th- three years yeah yeah. I mean, Aaron McCann I don't know if you know him yeah he was on to me actually we, he was putting in for the same visa as me oh that's the same yeah. three year yeah he had to get a reference he said from some uh, like employers over there oh I had to get all sorts of like I've you know binder that big because you have to get um, you have to get requests for work from places that want you to go over and do the shows and then you have to get references from people saying no they are decent they are a good yeah. comedian and all of that wow. um, so yeah you've, you've a huge amount of work I, I applied like three years it's ago it's funny so the visa comes down to a, the matter of someone's taste basically in a way yeah if they're into your comedy if they're into your like I could turn up to this embassy meeting and your man could be like just stony faced like no Tell yeah. us a joke. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then you've got one joke. Yeah, yeah. Like, I should get one ready. Three years hinges on this. It won't be one of mine. <laughs> <laughs> bring bring Damo's uh, uh, mask. Bring Damo's... Um, give him a crash test dummy crash mask. Crash test dummy mask. Yeah. Can I act it out? Move the chairs. <laughs> yeah. Okay, give me some space, guys. Oh, well, that's exciting, man. Because, uh, yeah, you, you were mentioning that in a long time. Like That'd be nice, yeah. Through. And then myself and Martin are doing a bit of travelling. Um, in a few months' time, we're going to... We've got shows in uh, Barcelona and then we're going to go around. Uh, every year I go around Austria and Holland and Belgium and places like that. Mm. And that's always nice. It's always good as well to do new material. Yeah. You know, because you're going away. You've got this kind of freedom about you. You do your new material and then you come back and put on your solo shows and stuff in Ireland while you've been working stuff out. Because, yeah. you know, sometimes you're working stuff out here and then those same people in the yeah, room are yeah. at your solo show and they're like, oh, I saw that one. It was shit. Oh, yeah. So it's yeah. good to work it out somewhere else. Yeah, man. Yes. Try try gigging at the crack ten four nights a week. Yeah, yeah. You're like and having the same people come back. Yeah, you're trying to have new things each week. You're just like, for the one person just, that you're like, yeah. they're judging me yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. And, you, and of course that's the one face you spot because yeah, yeah. you're like, I know that. Pre- oh, I won't do that bit. Yeah, <sighs> I, I did that at the Ivy Gardens gig where I had done a show and there was a second show immediately after, and someone came up after going, "Oh, we've got tickets to your next show," and I was like, "Oh man," because I wanted to do the same set twice. So I went backstage panicking just because of these three people. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like it's a big room, and I'm just thinking, "Oh God, I'm going to ruin their day." Yeah. So I'm backstage panicking with my pen, and I I figured out a new set, and went up on stage and did it. And I met them after, and they were like, kind of looking forward to seeing the old jokes. If, <laughs> if there's a chance, super fans. Super they were fans. like, they were, they were saying, "Oh, we wanted to have you know the heads up on other people in the room. We felt like we were in on something." And then you went and blew it. <laughs> Play us something we know. These are the harshest fucking comedy yeah. stories I've ever heard yeah. of. But I suppose no one else has to deal with that. Comedians have to deal with that. Like Nobody comes away from a U2 gig going, heard it all before. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, they didn't make anything up on the spot. Yeah. 
It's, not, it's, it's the opposite. If they made something up on the spot, they'd be like, It'd be shit, wouldn't it? Can you imagine Adam Clayton making up a baseline on the spot? <laughs> Everyone just waiting and texting. <laughs> Sorry, Adam. It's funny, the new, the new 20 minute set that you put together, like every punchline doesn't land to them because they're like, Oh, I don't know that one. Anymore. Yeah, yeah, like, I don't know just... it. Can't sing along. Yeah. <laughs> We're ready with a bouncy ball. And then it, you, you went to India last year. You were telling me like yeah, that. Yeah, I did a bad. Yeah, yeah. I, t- I did um, three shows in India. Um, I did a very strange one in Calcutta where I don't think there's many family clubs over there. And the when I put on this show, people weren't, they weren't really laughing, right? Which is just grand. We've all been there. <laughs> but they applauded at the end of each joke. Oh, yeah. With a straight face. Like they were watching snooker or something. It was just like, oh yes. So they at least they they got. They knew like, when the joke was they over. They knew when the joke was over. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then they just do a clap, and then I go into the next joke, and that went on for like fifty minutes. Yeah, and the, and the verdict, the people were like, oh, they liked so it. After yeah, they were like, like what you did there with the words. Yeah, someone yeah. told me that's uh, similar in Sweden. A lot of yeah, there's a lot of appreciation. Yeah, a lot of appreciation. A lot of yeah. I see what you did there. Yeah, you made you made the. You made us think you were going to say A and you said B. That, yeah. that was very good. Yeah. And then very good. And then a little round of applause. <laughs> yeah. Well done. That's good, isn't it? I was, in some places, I did some gigs in Barcelona and in Spain. And they were a very uh, applauding crowd as well. Good, nice laughy crowd, but they applaud too much. You you, you get to, uh, you get a rhythm in your bits. You know, you like you tag a bit, maybe a couple of times, three times, yeah, yeah. three tags yeah. on the end of this bit. And um but they were like, oh, they enjoyed the joke. So they start applauding straight away. You're like, no, 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 no. There's three yeah, tags. Yeah, there's more to go. You fuck, like I, if I go on to the next tag, you've, into, you, you've ended the joke now with yeah. your applause. And now, I, and now I do a tag and it gets kind of half. Like I was building to the final tag and you came in early. Yeah, and yeah but then tonight you're going to be begging for applause. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Take it when it comes. Don't Take be bitch. Yeah, yeah Eddie, Eddie's like, a, oh man, they were laughing and applauding too Just much. A little bit too oh, much. I, I, went over, I went over time. That was because of them. Yeah. <laughs> I got too many jokes here. got too yeah. many. Um, but yeah, I find that I, all audiences are, are a bit different and you're right about the Sweden one. I find in, in Holland, a little bit similar, a little bit reserved where you think you've done like a poor to average gig, but then people are leaving saying that was one of the best nights of my life. Mm, Just yeah. earnestly. Yeah. That was wonderful. The Dutch are quite amazing. famous for that. Like to make you work for they've it. Got, yeah. They've got a good sense of humor, but they're not giving away laughs easy. Yeah. They won't, they won't let you know. When they find something funny until afterwards, until you've come off sweating, thinking I'm never doing comedy again, and then they'll gather around you and pep you back up. The Germans stereotype isn't that true. I don't. They're they're no. They're I find fucking, they're like the Irish. Yeah, they're yeah, breezy. They're just drinking and laughing and having yeah. the crack. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. The Dutch are more German than the Germans. <laughs> <laughs> Funnily enough, apologies to all the Dutch. The Dutch have a sense of humour. What's that uh, uh, running joke? A lot of bikes went missing near the. Uh, Dutch-German border during, I think, I guess the Second World War. So people on the border, Dutch people were yelling over the German border going, give us our bike back. Apparently that's one of their little jokes that they'd be like, they stole our bike. Like out of everything else out of they everything they've down, done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The worst thing ever is like, now I can't cycle to the shops and back. Bike thieves. That's how they're known in the history books, isn't it? <laughs> you bring it up. So you still have, still... World War Two, getting over, build, rebuilding. There's like, I still don't have a bike. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know where it is. I locked it there. As um, if there was ever a shortage of bikes in bloody 
the Netherlands. Yeah, then you buy a new one and it's a German made one. You're like, God damn it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> go again. Sell back to us. Let us repaint it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's um, what they're known for. Yeah. When did you start comedy? I started, I'm, I think, about like seven or eight years ago. Yeah. I started at the same time as um, Martin, Martin Angolo and Keith Fox. Yeah. Uh, so we ended up just being good comedy buddies sense because we were doing the first few gigs together and there were gigs that like they were so awful like there was gigs like downstairs in hotel breakfast rooms the <laughs> tiny little thing, where like you'd arrive in and be set for breakfast and the guy would be like okay they don't know we're here but we've got two hours clear all the stuff away you go to Tesco buy some lamps uh, you get a microphone and then he traps like a few people from upstairs in the bar to come down they want to leave the whole way through everyone's rubbish even also, everyone's just it's a terrible night mm, mm. and we did so many of these bad gigs together that I think just like probably like you know being captives together or something that you've got some sort of a bond so we stuck together and yeah that was about seven or eight years ago mm. and it's probably only in the last few years <clears throat> that I don't it's one of those things you'll probably think the same where you feel like you're a newbie for so long like you're always like oh no I've only started and you're really it's been six years but you feel, you never feel fully confident that, all right, I got this. I know how to do this. Mm. So I still, you know, surprise myself when I talk about how long I've been at it because I still feel like oh, I'm just getting, I'm just getting my stride mm. with how I'm supposed to look and talk and act on stage. I'm just kind of getting it now. And if I get it in the next little while, that could change in the next year or two as well. Where I'm like, oh no, now I'm getting it. Now I'm just about mm, getting yeah, it. But that yeah. could go on forever. Yeah, but yeah. You, it, and it probably will. Not directed at you. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it probably, I think it's supposed to. Yeah. I think yeah. that's what keeps you going, maybe. You, you'd be more worried, and you, you can kind of see them every so often in the scene where they, they're just starting, and they, uh, when you start, maybe it's forgivable that the person thinks they're better than they are, and they have to learn that there's a lot more to it. But some people, they just think they're great right off the bat, and they continue to think that. Yeah. And you're like, you see all the potholes they're doing, and but. But you, you, there is a buzz about it. There is a bit of a high that, a lot of people get from it and it, it does if it goes well it does fill you with a little bit of self-esteem so I can understand people taking that up the wrong way and mm. going oh maybe I am great whereas it's kind of healthy as well if you come off stage going oh I kind of got away with that they were a bit drunk the MC did really well I was in a purple patch of the night you know if you can come away and, and realise why it went good or why it went bad I think that's better than coming away going yeah, I'm obviously hilarious. Yeah. I'm great. Yeah. I did this. my second ever gig was one of the worst gigs in my life. My first gig was fine. And after I did my first gig and I booked in another, I decided, well, I don't have to do the same material now as my last gig because now that I'm a comedian, mm-hmm. obviously everything I say is going to be funny. Mm. So I went up with a brand new 10 minutes. That Like it took me 10 years to write my first 10 and 10 days to write my second 10. <laughs> the second uh, album. Yeah, 10 days after album. the first album. <laughs> <laughs> and I went up and died. And I was like, oh, maybe it's not me. Maybe it's the actual material. Yeah. So I, I just went back to my old stuff that I, my old, like what I was doing <laughs> 10 days ago. The classics. I went back to the classics. Bring on the classics. That's what I want. Yeah. I did that for my first six gigs. Like a, new, a new five every, every yeah. day. Yeah. And uh, you feel I, the pressure to do it. You're like, oh God, I've seen them on TV and they always do new stuff. Yeah. yeah. But it's probably one of the best bits of advice you can ever give someone starting off. Get a five and keep it for a year or two years because then at least the booker knows 
okay, maybe you haven't heard of them, but they have a good five. It mm. does well. They're not going to deviate too much. And then after a year or so, they can start doing an extra two and making it a seven or an extra five and making it a ten. But yeah, if you can get a good five, which I th- I thought I did and then <laughs> just got cocky. But it was good. It was a good time to get a punch in the face, like two gigs in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah, like yeah. now you need to learn. It's like the teacher smacking the guy on the first day of school. Yeah, I think the earlier you get the smack, the better. Definitely better to have a good first gig because at least your memory is well. Like I had that, and that uh, all those landed. Yeah. You know, in your head, you're like, no, 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 no. It's not, I'm not. I'm not completely dire. Yeah, that yeah. one thing. You know, if it, if your first gig goes completely south, very hard to. Especially because you have spent the last few years working on that material. Like Did you not, do, so you had it in your mind for a long time that you were going to do stand-up, you are going to do a gig? I didn't know if I'd do stand-up, but I had been writing stuff for about right. 10 years. But I don't even mean if you were writing for 10 years. I mean your first five or 10 minutes is based on all your memories and everything you've ever found funny. Mm. And you can you can choose from that for your first five. Yeah. Like the album, like the first album. Mm. But then for your second, it's like, all right, got to work from here. And I was writing stuff about stuff that happened in the news last week. Like John Oliver over here. <laughs> I was like, you know what's funny about Harry, Prince Harry? And they're like, that's not worked out. That's still, yeah. it's a thought. Well, Just, now that I've done 10 minutes and iced it, everyone wants yeah. to hear what I have to say of the, yeah. the news and topical events. That was me. Yeah. I was yeah. like, I need to be topical. I should yeah. be on top of this. When really I should have just been doing, and I did, I went back to it to be fair. And I kept it. I kept some of the stuff that I did in my very first gig. I probably did a year ago at a show as well. Probably did it in India, actually. They love hearing about <laughs> pubs in Castlebar. He's <laughs> <laughs> so true. Man. And, and you go back quite a bit to Castlebar, back and forth. Yeah. Um, and you got the bros. How many bros? You got the twin bros. I've got four brothers, one sister back in Castlebar. And my dad is there. So I was there last week. I actually did the, I'm running a club there in Bridge Street. Uh, so uh, I, that's a good excuse to go back, yeah. do the club. I'm not going um, back to see my family unless I can do a gig at the same yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. They're like, get Taxes. to book a gig. Yeah. <laughs> Taxes are on. Yeah. Every pint I have there is right off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Staff entertainment. Yeah, I go there a good bit. I, I like being there. I like the yeah. people. So mm. I, I go there a lot. I'm happy to have a club there because there was never really a regular comedy club in the town. There's always, there's a, there's a nice, some nice venues there and big acts go there, you know, every year or so, aren't they, as part of their tour. Um, but there wasn't a regular, so it's nice to be able to do that. And yeah, and go back, and it's just a nice place. Sit around, have pints for less than a fiver and stuff like that. Mm. Oh, yeah. it's just, you know, sometimes you're up here for that, that little bit too long, and you're like, oh, "Am I going mad?" Mm. But at least, at least there's that. I suppose if you're there for too long, you're like, "Am I going mad? Should I go back to Dublin for a few days?" Yeah, there's a bit so of poetry to the Mayo people, the way they speak. Possibly. Yeah, Mayo and Kerry. Yeah, you know, they're kind of they they're always coming up with slang. Every time I go there, they'll have like a take or, you know, fucking random metaphors dropped into their sentence. You're like, oh, yeah, it's lovely. Yeah, yeah, there is a little. And maybe it's just like they've got time to think. Everything's a bit slower. <laughs> <laughs> you have that extra second on the ball, you know. Yeah. Uh, and maybe, yeah, I, I, like there's a, I like drinking pints in Dublin, don't get me wrong. But I also like sitting quietly in the corner of a pub in Mayo having a pint. And I can see how some people end up acquiring some sort of a lilt, some sort of a mm. poetic twang yeah, while they're sitting there. There's nothing worse than when you when someone's lost their lilt where there's no lilt. 
There's an old hilt. You've got an old hilt. Oh, God, it breaks the heart when you hear someone talking for a while. In the no hilt. An old hilt. In the city for too long. Yeah. Johnny No Lilt. <laughs> Johnny No Lilt. Look at him coming in here without his lilt. <laughs> Yeah. Just fake one. Make up a fucking lilt. Make up a lilt. Remember yeah. your lilt and keep it. Keep mm. it. Wear it with pride. Yeah. yeah. No, Eddie, I, I Eddie, do have like you it. heard of a, a medium? A medium? Medium. medium. No, it's how demo was saying it there, a medium. Medium, is that how you say it? Yeah. So, M- uh, M-E-J-U-M. Last time I was in Castlebar, I was introduced to a medium. What is a medium here? It's a pint of Guinness poured to here like you would be on the first pour and never topped up. And you can get that. I think it's about maybe three ninety for a pint. Ah, and so you're not f- getting half. You're, you're, just, you're getting, just getting above. Get getting the first without, But there, if you order a medium, like if you ordered a pint, and then you said, "Oh, don't worry, don't worry about topping it up," that's not really medium. If you order a medium, they'll go a little bit further. Okay, because I know okay. it's only a medium. <laughs> <laughs> Give them a bit more. And there's a few stories about where it came about, and one of them is that there's a pub beside the bus stop in Casabar where people would go in but the bus is leaving in five minutes and they don't have time to let it settle so they'll just get a medium bring it to there drink it straight away uh, no settling time that makes sense yeah there's a few different is that the one you believe that that's the one I'm going with yeah, yeah I might get corrected that sounds pretty good from it's the only way, place this. I've ever heard that that's a thing and it makes sense because you want a Guinness but you don't have time for a full pint yeah it's going it ties in it's with, cheaper ties in with the connection with the Kurdistan sense of time yeah <laughs> You know, I'd say Casabar and Kurdistan are the only places you get a good medium. I should have gone in to town, yeah, shouldn't I? Have 20 to that minutes. One yeah, the 20 lads. minutes, grand, medium. Yeah. 20 yeah. minutes, man, 20 you lost a beat. I don't have time for a pint, can I have a medium? Your man's like, you're the first person to order that this year. <laughs> We've been waiting for it. I mean, the lad's outside with the guns. Yeah. We're only going to be there for 20 minutes. Medium. <laughs> Telling your man with the gun, I'm only going to have a medium. Perfect. Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> good because we Everyone get gets out of mediums. Here. If you're yeah. carrying a gun, you're just getting a medium. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. Anyone with a gun, medium only. <laughs> got, is that you driving? Oh, no, just medium for me. I've got my AK in yeah. my pocket. I've got the tank outside, just a medium. <laughs> I'll just have a medium. Yeah. <laughs> Um, anywhere else you can get a medium, is it? That's I, just I think possibly in, in Kerry, someone told me to get a medium. Really? Kerry and Mayo, yeah. the wow. lilt, the poetry, and the medium. Yeah. There you go. It might have got around more sense, but I'd say everyone has a story as well about how they met it up. So yeah, maybe yeah. my version isn't the, the, the factual. But I've heard about it in Kerry. Um, I'd say if you put a shout out, you'll get a few people. Like if this was on a radio station. I hope we have enough listeners. That's what I was saying. I didn't want to say a big podcast, yeah, so that, I said radio. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this was on national radio. Um, I'd say people would be tweeting in. Yeah. If you are listening right now, put a pin in a map and send us the location of where you got a medium last. Yeah. I'd love to and, know. And what it's uh, based on. Yeah. And where, where did you hear? I yeah. think that's a good one. DM on Insta. I'd, lo- I'd love to know where you got a medium. I love a medium. <laughs> now I'm thinking of a medium. Oh, that's cool, man. So America bound. That's going to be cool, man. Yeah, we've a few plans for that, but also who is, is it Angolo too? Not for America. Well, he might be actually. He's he is applying for a different type of visa, but he, he might be over there as well. Yeah. What so, like longer? No, I think his one is specific to a tour. Basically, oh, he, you can get one where you only work for the person who get who sponsors you. Ah, so yeah. you do their tour. I'm looking for one where I'm just it's me. It's me. I can, Roam about. Yeah. Yeah, it's the hobo visa. The hobo visa. Yeah. That's it's actually the old visa one, but the hobo one. <laughs> you want you want the one where you like a you run along side a train and jump on. That's a exactly carriage. what I want to do. Yeah, yeah. For <laughs> only, the for, only for three years. 
Yeah. Um, who's yeah. so you said we are you going with someone for no for America yeah no I was saying we as in me and Martin are going to be doing oh, right, uh, right, European right, tours right. but also this is like the this looks like it's going to be the year where I tour less and travel less because I there was a lot of travel last year in the last since uh, everything reopened I was doing a lot of travel and I was kind of traveling while bringing the same show around so I was like you know, wheeling it out to the next town, wheel it out to the next town. And you don't really get a chance to develop new material. Mm. So this year I've decided because I've got, I have a solo show in Whelan's next month. And then I've got one in Casabar at the end of the year. And I've decided that that has to be a brand new hour <clears throat> compared to what I had while I was touring last year. So I'm doing as many shows as I can, but small sets and as close to home as possible yeah. to try and build that up just because I think you, when you're in your own country or town or city, you tend to, I, th- I think you, you tend to be a little bit more experimental with your, mm. with your material. And I'm throwing it out, excuse me, I'm throwing out as many new bits as I can, see what works. And then once I get that finalized, that will become the new hour that I just tour around to everywhere else. You're a great man for writing new material. Yes. <laughs> I do it in, I I do it in like chunks where I think I've nothing new because um, I'm like, God, I've I've been doing this same old shit for so long and I'm constantly working on little bits and I have a whiteboard at home that I'm sticking things in and I'm putting stuff on my phone. I have bits of paper falling in my pocket all the time. And then when I when I get one, it kind of it's a little bit of a domino effect where I'm like, oh, I'll try four new bits tonight. Mm. And they're already a little bit developed. Like some people are great. You're very good at it. You do a lot of it as MC and where you will go up with an idea. You'll go up with like three words and go, let's see where this goes. <laughs> and, <laughs> that was, and like, that was the most, what do they call it? A nag, you know? <laughs> no, it's true though. I, it's true, yeah, that's, right. that's amazing to me. That's like a, a magic trick. I don't know how people can do that. I wouldn't have the confidence to do that. I, I have to be like, I have to have it like, 70% done in my head before I go I'm going to try out this bit <laughs> and this bit has been like tried out in my living room over and over and over but as far as I'm concerned it's like alright oh, I'm going to jump in and see how this goes so it luckily at that stage it's pretty much developed Yeah. whereas I'd love to be able to just go up and go I'm just going to see where this goes and, and see if you can come up with something because yeah. I admire it. I think it's a, a talent. Yeah, but your material's great, so it works. And you're probably, you know, your your persona on stage, you're, you're quite dry. So it might not, might that probably fits you better. You know, if you go up and you just start fucking riffing on something and... Yeah, you might have to fall out of character a bit. Yeah, yeah. Because you, yeah, it's, I think it's harder to have, if you have a character, it's hard to go into a plan B of, yeah. all right, that's not working. Where are you guys from? Yeah, it's hard yeah. to do that when you've got yeah. a bit of a character. So your plan A has to be fairly solid. Yeah, before you start doing that. I've but, got, I've got like fucking plan C, D, E, like this. Yeah. <laughs> just go through them like this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because when your persona, like like mine, and maybe Eddie's sometimes is like, we have no idea what we're talking about. Mine is definitely yes. So if that's your persona, then like you've got a bit of leeway to they'll give you a couple of if they've got okay you throw a concept at them and they're like all right you've got 20 seconds to find somewhere where this concept yeah, is going yeah. or we're we're not with you on this but so, that makes you go through material so quick like you'll you'll develop something really fast you can come off stage and go i had nothing 20 minutes ago and now i have a six minute bit 
I, I can't do that. I, I come off stage going, all right, that's the last three months justified for an average laugh. So there's, there's a lot to be said for both. Mm. But I do think with the persona thing, I think the the more you get your persona down, I was talking to Jim Elliott about this today. We met up to do a bit of writing this morning and we were talking about how some of the laughs you get are because of the words you wrote on the page and some of the laughs you get are because of the persona that they've bought into. Mm. So if you're up there and you've already kind of spent 10 minutes showing them that you get pissed off pretty easy and then you say, the waiter spilled soup on my jacket, they're laughing already because they know <laughs> yeah, yeah. you're the kind of guy who gets pissed off yeah. easily. Yeah. So I think there's a lot of laughs to be got from building a persona that people buy into, making them buy into it as quick as as early as possible in your set, and then trying to like use that as the sauce that brings yeah. the whole yes. thing together. Yeah, you got to yeah. hold that. That's why David McSavage comes on, and within thirty seconds, people are like, they're in. They're in. Yeah. It's often your first joke that you're like, all right, this is the one that has to let them know what kind of a person I am yeah. so that when I say something that might not be annoying for them, they know it's annoying for me yeah. immediately. Yeah. So I, yeah, it's, it's kind of interesting cause I'd never really tried to develop that part of it before. Like mm. there's, there's acts like Nate Bargatze who I think is amazing. And when he does a bit, often you're just laughing at what he's thinking, not what he's saying. You're like, I know what he's thinking. And you're laughing at yeah, that yeah, rather than yeah, what he's yeah. saying. Uh, I think it's a great place to be mm. if you yeah. can get there. Yeah. I think one, yeah, one of the quickest, you know, Kevin O'Sullivan's got one of the quickest, you get him straight away, he's like, hi, I'm high. So straight yeah. away he's like, oh, this guy's stoned. Guy's stoned. So any scenario who he's in. So then even when he mentions that he... Works for kids. A, works for kids. That's a laugh already. Yeah. So they're laughing yeah. that like anywhere that Kevin said he is, is funny because he's in he's in immigration in an airport. It's hilarious because they know he's stoned. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're putting all of this background on top of the words he's just said. Yeah, and then the joke's on top of that. Yeah. And so then, it, yeah, you're right. It just, so there's a lot to be said for the jokes that we call it the jokes that suit your face. And if you can write a joke that suits your face, mm. it's 10 times better than if you can write a joke that can be given to any other comedian and they deliver it. Yeah. If it's specific to you, then I think the laugh is bigger. Yeah. I think. That's right. We'll see now in about two hours time. <laughs> absolutely die in my hoop. Oh, yeah. Well, that's probably because I went on and went and did something really random and you had to pick up the pieces. Yeah, and but... you go away with a new 20-minute bit and I'm going home crying. <laughs> <laughs> Man. And then uh, I'm a huge fan of the Canary and a Comedy Goldmine podcast. Uh, yeah, that's where Martin... Um, comes over to my apartment two hours late with a list of jokes that it, the, the whole concept of it was that he was bringing jokes to me to test them out to see if they'd fit into his set. That was the initial concept. Um, that's why I was the canary. If I die, <laughs> if I die a keel over, it's not a comedy goal. My that was the nice. concept, and then eventually it became like, okay, I I don't have a joke, but I got a song. And I'm like, oh, Christ, here we go. And it kind of fit both our personalities because he'd piss me off, not just by being two hours late, but he'd come with this flimsy piece of paper and like, you're trying to get a podcast out of this. Like, And I've all the gear set up and he tells these stupid jokes. So then we kind of padded it out with stupid sound effects and songs. And yeah, and now we kind of do it live. Whenever we're on the same bill together, we'll do a little bit of that where he either tries jokes on me, gets me to read jokes or comes up with something. We did a gig in Cavan and he brought me back onto the stage at the end 
And he was like, oh, we often get just on to read a few jokes, don't we? And it's a stupid joke I've never read before, but I have to read for the first time and try and make funny. But it's one of his jokes. Yeah. <laughs> so it definitely doesn't suit my face. And then he goes, all right, as well as jokes, um, I don't know if you guys know this, but your son's also really good at sound effects. <laughs> I was like, you joke me. He goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to tell a story and he's going to do the sound effects for the actions as we go. So he goes into this big story of like, I was walking through the woods and then I'd like start whistling or something. He's like, your feet don't sound like that. And I'd have to do feet sound. <laughs> And then he'd be like, and then a, a helicopter landed. I'm like, I don't fucking believe it. <laughs> That's great. It's like, it, it's improv, but it's almost like the opposite of improv because it's based on you being pissed off. There's no yes hand. There's no yes hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's no but. It's you trying to deflate the thing every time because you're forced to do a fucking... Yeah. So we've been doing that live. We did it at that festival that we were at um, in the Ivory Gardens. Uh, so yeah, we picked, you know, one of the biggest festivals in Ireland to... to to fuck up our And then everyone, everyone's the canary then. Yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> They're the canary like on us, whether they like us or not. Yeah. But it keeps it interesting. And, you know, it, it also, it's a nice breath of fresh air because like you were saying, a lot of the material I do is scripted so heavily. I'm trying to get out of that. I'm trying to script it a little bit less. The, like the more confident you get, I think the less you rely on word for word memory. Uh, so because it's been scripted so heavily, it's nice to have some stuff where you're like, oh, I don't know what's coming next. Yeah, yeah. You do improv sometimes. I've you? never done improv, no. Do you not? No, I but do. I just, I do a lot of crowd work. Do you do improv in the interim before? No, I've never done it, no. Oh. People ask me that quite a bit, but no, I've never. Yeah, because yeah, if if like, you've got your set accents as well, that accents will always come up. Yeah, a few characters. Yeah, and then characters. But then, and then and sound effects, this is the first episode because oh, yeah. uh, uh, Canary in the Comedy Gold one has a, a plethora of sound effects. You know we my, have four. You do know my standard is high when it comes to sound effects. No, no, these are, these, just come these, are the, the, these are the presets on the new recorder we have. Uh, there so, are more, but we haven't even looked at it yet. Uh, say something sexy there, Joe. Say something sexy. Is that a jumper you're wearing? Ooh, oh, it is. That is a, it is a jumper. That is, <laughs> that is a jumper right. That's yeah. an iron sweater, I think. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> what are the other ones? I don't know. I got, that's the only one I can remember. Uh, wait, 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 wait. There's eight Jerry, 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 say something sad. <laughs> I don't even know if there is a sad one. We'll that? try it. Jerry, say something sad. I don't have a jumper. Hey, oh, that's wow. a jumper. Yeah, that's nice. That's good. All right, what's the next? We don't know what the next oh, one is. Oh, I think I remember you pushed C. That's like. Wait, wait, we have to say something and then. No, here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage, Jess Daunton. It's a clapping. clapping. Oh, look. If you hold it down, it goes really long. That's good. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or is it just rain? Yeah, it's, it's probably rain. It's heavy rain. rain. It's heavy, heavy rain. rain. It's Ireland. Yeah. Welcome, yeah, Jess that's, that's Daunton. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Joe, you, put, you push D. You push just the last one. Just back from Kurdistan. <laughs> <clears throat> push the, 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 the fourth one there, D. I don't know what it is. Huh? No, no, this one here. This one there. That there? Oh, oh yeah. there's many times we've got to use yeah, the yeah. Badum Tush. Yeah. So expect tish. much more of that in the coming uh, weeks. Hey, that's a good Badum Tush, Mr. Drummer. Cause that was a been, decent one, yeah. You've been drumming for a while. Yeah, I've been drumming longer than comedy. And, yeah. yeah. Did, you ever, did you ever publicly? Um, I did during lockdown when, when things reopened and there were, you know, when there was money being given to musicians. I was like, hey, turns out, turns out I'm a musician. No, there was a... There was a a guy in a band that wanted to do a little outdoor tour during lockdown, so he got me out of retirement for that. Um, 
Yeah. Like a cup. It's not. Yeah, it was, yeah, a, damn, yeah, well, sorry, it was too slow. Sorry. Too okay, slow. that's the end of the sound effects. I'm a bad drummer. That's it. Yeah, it's a timing. Um, so, I, yeah, I do it's a little bit. It's all about timing. 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 So, I do I do a bit of drumming. Yeah, and I do. A, I, I'm recording a little bit of music at the moment with some friends. Yeah. And I like You're laying it. down some tracks. I'm laying down some beats. Yeah. Is this the first album? <laughs> Another first album? I've done a few <laughs> albums in the past. I did. Uh, most of the albums I recorded were like, they were either pre internet or they were MySpace. Great. So uh, nice. uh, there are some bands out So can there, we find uh, you on MySpace still? Yeah, if it's out, if it's still open. I don't know. Is it, oh, yeah. is it still a thing? If it's, it's still a thing, then yeah. Um, you'll find some bands out there. I saw you, yeah, oh, during MySpace. lockdown. MySpace. Ooh, MySpace. That's the music that plays when you load my Bebo. <laughs> um, I saw one thing you did was uh, during lockdown, bah! you did a, it was a kind of a trend happening and you got a great version where, yeah, different musicians live stream together. So there's four cameras, split screen, four ways. Yeah. And they're playing a cover. Did you do an ACDC tune? What did, was a, did a Led Zeppelin one. Yeah. And then I did a, then that was kind of like just to, you know, Stay doing something and yeah. do something. Keep saying, yeah. And then I did one which was a, a Bohemian Rhapsody, but it was with, oh, like, it was probably like fifty musicians in Casabar. Where I, it wasn't done live, but I I kind of put the word out to send me the video, play along to this track, send me the video, and then I spent like a couple of months of lockdown. <laughs> Beat by beat, yeah, because they were all out of sync. Yeah. Lock, lockdown finished a month ago, and you're yeah. still cutting this uh, one video. Done. The yeah. gigs are back, man. No, 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 no. I'm nearly finished. It's nearly done now. Yeah, when it comes out next week, it'll be like we can get through this, guys. Yeah. I know times are dark. Everyone's <laughs> moved on, got married, had kids, gone out. Oh, I must watch that. That's is that still up? It's probably still yeah. Up. I'll send you. What you call it? That. It was just Bohemian Rhapsody by oh shit some. Mayo thing. I'll send you the link to it. Um, oh, 50, I saw it. I saw it. It's great. But like, yeah. just if other people want to, see, you know, it was yeah. It was almost everyone that I've ever played music with in the town, plus their friends, plus some people's kids got involved and whatever. Great. And so there was about fifty people that sent stuff in. Just yeah, just just to be doing something. People dusting off instruments all over the the town just to get involved. And is, uh, uh, who sang? Who did the singing? It's about like ten singers in it. There's nice. ten drummers. Like yeah, everything. Did you ever see? There's a uh, online. Not comparing to what you guys did, but there's uh, it, <laughs> there's an orchestra in New York, and they all they do these recordings, and they exchange instruments. So, they, like, if you play the violin, oh, you have right. to play the oboe. Okay, right. Uh, for the tune, and then they'll do like a random tune. Uh, but there's such a funny stuff up. Oh, like 2001: A Space Odyssey. Check it. Just if you if you YouTube search 2001: A Space Odyssey, uh, bad. This will come up. <laughs> it's, a, it's a mashup of Michael Jackson and David Bowie. Well, it's the funniest tunes you'll ever listen to because it's everyone. Tr- they're all trying so hard to play another instrument. Yeah. And they're all they're, they're musical, so they're kind of getting it. But it's, yeah. I wouldn't be able to take me off the drums, and I, I wouldn't be able. Like that's what I did all my life. I just played drums, and I'm not able to play any other instrument. You've got great timing. Thanks very much. Yeah, not a bad do, drummer do, either, eh? Yeah. Do you count it in your head? You're like, I do. Yeah. Set up, I'm like, one, and two, now, three. bang. A two, three, four. I start every gig with a yeah, two, yeah. three, four. This joke's in seven, eight. One, yeah. two, three, four. Five, <laughs> don't seven, try and clap along. <laughs> you don't. You ruin yeah. it. You ruin it. But when I did my first ever comedy gig, because I was so used to lugging drums in and out of venues and stuff like that, first ever comedy gig, I turned up three hours early. I was like, so what do we need to do? Do we need a sound check? And the guy was like, why are you here? 
Uh, you like, just need to move the pastries and the orange juice. I'm like, is there any, <laughs> any setting up to do? You can test the mic if you like. I mean, you don't have to. It works. Yeah. I, I should probably test it. Yeah, if I'm here. So I ended up just sitting downstairs for three hours, waiting for the gig to start, just because I was so used to lugging gear around. Mm. But it's much handier. I mean, it was either this or a harmonica player, because to to be able to just rock into a venue like we will later, with your hands in your pockets, mm. do your 20 minutes or whatever, and then go for a pint or go home. It so is a breeze. the exact opposite. It's of the perfect hours, really. Because yeah. anyone can be fully focused with whatever they want to do for 20 or 30 minutes. Yeah. Underway. Yeah. It's only so much you can fuck up in 20 minutes as well. And I used to <laughs> and think... Will. <laughs> I used to think that you could struggle as a band. That, you know, if a gig isn't going well, you're like, oh, God, we died hard tonight. But we died hard basically means every four minutes people didn't clap, which is what we get anyway yeah. as comedians. <laughs> But like there's a four minute spot where they have no choice but to listen to you and they can't heckle you because you won't hear them. And they've got about 30 seconds after your four minutes where they can say something bad to you. And then you just ignore them and go back into your next four minutes. Whereas you're doing this shit and it's like every five seconds someone can throw you off course. Yeah. yeah. And they're judging you. Not every four minutes, every five seconds they're judging you. So I used to think you can struggle on stage as a band, but... Not until I struggled. It came around, and I was like, "Oh no, this is dying." Oh, yeah, right, yeah, cool. Yeah. The cost-benefit ratio of setting up a drum kit versus rocking up just straight to the stage with one mic. Yeah, the the drum kit has that benefit of being in front of you. You're not yeah. even at the front of the stage. Yeah. You're right at the back always. Anyone says anything to you, just make noise with your metal instruments and cymbals. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great if you could do it here. <laughs> we can't hear you. Yeah. That, that beat is so offensive. <laughs> <laughs> I am not staying for this. Thing. I heard that beat before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just imagine you in your second gig, the first death. Just reaching into your back pocket, pulling out a couple of drumsticks. So here we go, guys. <laughs> I didn't want to have to do this. Yeah. <laughs> just start hitting anything. You are. It is It is so much more raw, isn't it? Stand up, you're just, it's just. Yeah, it's, yeah. You can fall off at any time, can't you? Yeah, yeah. That's the thing. It, you know, bad gigs, a bad gig when you're playing music. But how bad can it really be? Yeah. Like, we've probably all bombed so hard that you're like, it's not the songs they hit. It's not even the jokes they hit. It's me. Yeah. It's 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 me as a person. They dislike me as a person. The it's emotional the emotional recovery. It's long. It's, it's long. It isn't takes it? a while. I, like I have to. I remember gigs so I I bombed so hard in London a couple of years back, and I just I, and I still had to do gigs the next day, and I still they went really well, but I still wasn't recovered from yeah. the bomb. The only time I could fully recover is when I went back to my girlfriend. And we just sat on the couch and she was so happy to see me. And you broke like, down. She loves me. Someone loves me. You know, I was like still recovering. Because like, it is you. It's, it's me. Like it's, it's like off stage, I'd be fairly private. So not everyone even knows me enough to hate me. It's <laughs> 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 so only saving grace sometimes. But this podcast might be your downfall, man. Yeah. <laughs> I've given yeah, too much away already. Yeah. But on stage, you feel so... St- stupid because you're like oh I didn't even have to open up and I did and they still punched me yeah. so you feel like an idiot like I did a gig in Edinburgh once and it was a late night gig we'd already done a load of gigs throughout the day and then someone said oh we've got this club at 1am or whatever and just come and have the crack and mess so I went into that and they were like ah oh, do new stuff do whatever you want the audience were drunk and everyone's having the f- having fun it'll be fine so I went up 
and I did kind of some new ideas or whatever, and it didn't go well. People weren't people weren't into it. The ones that were listening weren't into it. <laughs> the ones that weren't listening were the nicest. <laughs> and the, I was like, ah, it doesn't really matter. Like it hurts a bit, but also I know what kind of a gig it was. No one's really going to remember. And then I was on the street the following day, uh, and a guy crossed over the street to my side, and he goes, oh, you're that guy who was doing that late show last night. And I went, yeah. And he went, Ah, oh, not for me. Oh, he crossed over to crossed tell Crossed over you. to tell me that. Not for me. That's a, that's a man with hate in his heart. Could have kept walking. Yeah. Have, he was willing to be late for wherever he was going. <laughs> Just to hurt me. Probably from Castle Bar. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, what are you doing here, Dad? <laughs> uh, oh, I was too slow. Yeah, I was too sorry. slow. Um, oh, man, yeah. So I, I, I bombed in uh, the Melbourne Comedy Festival and it took months to get over and um, I was nervous and it was the Saturday night late show you know like late and live they would have it in the yeah. fringe this is just like the late comedy at the half bar and it's like 800 people packed Sandra and all the workmates they'd never all seen me before all the comedians that were over all the people that ran the festival and I was, and I was like I, I, I picked which bits I was thinking of doing and I was like yeah they they work that'll, that'll be good but I was so nervous that the I drank classics. You picked the classics. I picked the classics and stuff from my first gig I just drank too many years before no. stage my timing was out the first joke didn't land second joke didn't land and then at the time they had these uh carlsberg bottles have you ever felt the plastic ones yeah yeah so there was glass ones and plastic ones they're the ones venue. that they serve at football tournaments so that they don't kill each other yeah so for some reason they had both so i thought it would be funny for like right let's see if i hit myself in the nuts with a glass one or a plastic one will i notice right so this was a bit you were doing. No, like I just my bits weren't working, so I just started freeforming. Right. So I'm picking <laughs> up, picking up empty bottles. In the balls I was just picking bottles. up empty bottles that were in the front tables. <laughs> people down the back, like guys, oh, he lost it. Like, in front of the people that run the festival, <laughs> oh, I'm like my. whacking myself in the nuts, going, I don't know if I can tell the difference between plastic and glass bottles at my nuts. And no, no laugh. Your I agent, could look up your agent down the back. I prefer his early stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he never used to hit himself in the nuts. Um, I can assure you. Like there were Man, looking- that's that's some fucking. It's great confidence to have. I mean, to think, right? My best material isn't going well. Let's go. <laughs> let's go all out improv. If the the stuff I've worked on for years yeah. isn't landing, I get the get hit myself in the ball. Uh, oh man! And Lee Mack was on, and uh, I went backstage. And he was and like, I went, why are you doing my bit? Why are you doing my bit? <laughs> and like, it's actually a really good bit when he does it. But uh, and then. So there was booze. I got the I got the, the the three heckles, the classic heckles from different parts of the eight hundred plus people. Uh, your shit, classic. Uh, get off and uh, you suck. So I had all three. I got all three in the oh, one oh, gig. Man. I never had them before or since. Silence, except those in separate things. While I'm hitting myself in the nuts, <laughs> and uh, I was just like, "Thanks very much, or whatever." Blah blah blah. I think I'd, I probably did my time. You know me. And then um, I went off that. I went off stage and the, and Daniel Kitson was hosting. He went on his big thick glasses and he goes down and it was like boo as I walked off. And he was like, but he was really good. He actually, uh, he grabbed the mic and he goes, uh, he's actually quite a nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> and I went under, I went under the stage with all this, this little just dusty equipment and I lied down and, and passed out, collapsed. Yeah, just, yeah. I just yeah, passed out. Yeah, yeah. Too much. Balls. It was too much. Yeah. And then my balls hurt. And then I, I woke up. And uh, it was real quiet. And I was like, God, what? I didn't know where I was. I woke up, I crawled out and uh, it was empty. It was like six in the morning. Wow. The bar was shut. 
That's a bad game. I was locked in. How drunk were you? It was only, I mean, five beers. But I, I drank but bottles them. of beers. It's not that. No, so it wasn't that much. I think it was just the nerves, and I drank them too quick. And yeah. just the, the, and nerves, the, starts the nerves got me. Yeah. It starts, it's hard to pull it back. Yeah, the yeah, nerves yeah, got yeah. me. Even man. with the, the bottle. It's, it's bottle a slope. Thing. Like, you're, you're try, you can't get back from yeah. it. Just, I, yeah. Sometimes, I've, like, it's happened to me, and I've done the whole, like, trying to trying to pull it back. And I found that the, the harder you try to pull it back, the further away it goes. Mm. It's like trying to chase soap in a shower. Yeah. And if if you actually slow down, it's. I remember Roy Keane talking about, not comedy, but he was talking about uh, playing a game at Man United where, let's say they go one nil down early, and they're they're panicking, they're trying to they want to win the ball back, they want to set up attacks because their home fans are getting on their back. The grass is wet, the ball is slipping around. He says the 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 inclination is to try and get a goal back as quick as possible so that your fans are happy and everyone relaxes again. But the more you do that, the more chance there is you're going to go two goals down because you're panicking. So he said, what you have to do is stop, slow down and concentrate on the basics and do the basics right. So your first touch when the ball comes to you, keep your eye on it for a second longer than you normally would and make sure it stops and your pass hit it with more conviction than you would if you were winning and cruising. And he said, you do the basics for five, ten minutes well, then you'll get to even again and then you'll start creating your own attacks yeah so I was like I was trying to apply this to comedy you, <laughs> <laughs> you can hear Roy Keane in your ear yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm on stage slow down yeah slow down you'll have them you'll get them back <laughs> look get them at the back. look at the mic look at that guy just in the front the row just that but that's it I was like just say your lines clearly don't like because now that you're losing them if you muffle a word mm. or you delay a punchline or something that you've lost them again and now yeah. trying to get them back next time is going to be twice as hard so it's I was true. like, just say it slow. Just try and do one good joke where you get a laugh for it and then slowly move into another joke. And then we slowly try and get our way back. Yeah. And it's it's difficult because like it's not your natural instinct at all to yeah. slow down when things are going bad. It's like, you know, scrambling while you're falling or something. You can't just stay calm. Pick up the beer bottle, smack yourself. Yeah, something. yeah. Smack yourself. Quick, smack quick. Yourself hit yourself in the ball. Like that was your plan A. <laughs> Immediately. Hit yourself in the balls. And the people were going like, he was going all right. <laughs> Gig was going fine. Maybe my head, maybe my head was going well until yeah. the ball and the bottles. Oh yeah. man! It's, it, it's also it's the thing like multiple things when the audience sniff uh, the tension of someone feeling they're not doing well, they start to seize up and they yeah. they'll be like, oh, they'll get uncomfortable. Yeah. So you have to keep that perception going that even if it's not going well, you don't really care. Like yeah, if yeah, you if you, yeah. if, you, if, you, if they yeah. start to think he cares too much. Or he knows he's not doing well, you know, and he's 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 concerned about it. Th- those two, either those two things, that that's the you're fucked. You yeah, can't. you know you're struggling when you say this isn't going well. Like that's yeah, that's when you're oh, really yeah. struggling because you're kind of going, I've nowhere else to go. All I can do is comment on the fact that this isn't going well. Where, like you said, if you if you just act a bit oblivious, you have yeah. a chance of pulling it back because at least you don't have you haven't given them the tension and the responsibility to make you feel okay. Yeah, I'll, uh, sometimes to get out if if a bit doesn't land or whatever, I'll I'll just go like, all right, some people aren't on board with that. They don't they don't like that idea. Let's and I'll kind of go into yeah, the audience yeah. a bit because then it's it's not like I'm, it's, I'm not taking it personally. I'm putting like, oh, you guys, you don't like yeah, that. No, thing, I know. just act way more oblivious. I'm like, so speaking of ice cream, and then I'm into another bit that's definitely going to struggle just as hard as the previous bit. Yeah. But I'll just, they'll be like, oh, he doesn't seem to mind. Oh, this is yeah. grand. We can chill because he doesn't seem to mind the fact that he's absolutely dying up there. So yeah. there's a lot, of be, a lot to be said for oblivion, I think. Yeah, yeah. 
That's very good. If I knew I knew that, I wouldn't have had to move to the other side of the planet. I haven't been back to Melbourne since. I, I, really? I died in my ass and I was like, that's it. We're, I'm, I'm moving. And I moved and that was it. That's why I'm Wow, moving. that was the trigger. That was one of the... <laughs> yeah. I can't it, go back. I'm not getting booked for that I'm, festival. In your stand-up set, you say you moved for love. Uh, I know that, yeah. that's, that is true as well. Yeah. Like I already met Sandra and we were thinking about moving to Ireland for a bit. And then I got off, when, when I saw her the next, she didn't know where I went. <laughs> she didn't know where I went. She thought you were still under the stage. She thought I'd killed myself, which so, rightly so. She was actually a bit disappointed when I didn't. But um, I went, I went over to her and I was like, yeah, we can move now. <laughs> that was a good time. There's nothing but yesterday here. you said you weren't ready. I'm ready. I'm yeah. ready now. I'm ready now. And my nuts really hurt. So we're probably not going to have kids. How many gigs, how many deaths in a row? Are you away from quitting? Oh, I'd never. You'd never quit or you'd never? Never. You wouldn't. Look, what if you die 20 times in a row? Oh, I've done that. <laughs> it's 20, a long time. 21. No, no it's a long time ago. Um, yeah, 21. Yeah. Oh, yeah how many, a, how many in a row are you away? Because like the audience are the ones who decide. How hard a death are we talking about? Like zero nil laughs. We're talking bottles on your nuts. But like, yeah, I'm, I'm talking passing out under the stage okay. in Melbourne. Uh, there's only so many times you can pass out after a gig, and you gotta you gotta ask yourself. Yeah, yeah, because it's like the audience decide when. That's what I thought yeah. when I started comedy, yeah. and people were like, "Oh, how long are you going to stick at it?" And I was like, "Well, it's not up to me." <laughs> it's not. Yeah, how long yeah, they let true. me? Like, it's, if people stop laughing, and you know, people are down here, their shit and they're booing, and you're getting the. Triple heckle. The triple heckle. <laughs> if that's going on a while, then this should really please itself. This yeah. isn't a, yeah. about me and my ego anymore. This is like, okay, I got, I got to step back. Yeah. So I, I told myself at the start. Now it's, I have, I've had to become more lenient since. <laughs> I told myself at the start that I'll do three in a row. I'll take three deaths in a row. She that's not much. It's not. No, and I was look, but I did say three deaths where, like every, everything was equal. The, the MC did well the acts around okay. me did well the microphone was working there was a light there was a stage the audience were nice there wasn't a disco in the next room like I'm not talking about stag parties ruining your night or you yeah. know the, yeah. the, the light flickering I'm talking about everything being equal three in a row and then I have to look at myself and then I increased it to five after <laughs> after a while I was, like, I was like I could hear a disco <laughs> in the next room that light wasn't solid all night so I was a bit more lenient on myself after a while but I think there's got to be a number like yeah it's a funny thing is uh you know like Americans are famous for like follow your dreams or any people who are like super ambitious but there should be a clause in any follow your dreams follow your dreams so long as the world is telling you it's the right dream. Yeah. Yes. And there's no point saying, well, I had a good time. I, I, I enjoyed it. Because no one cares. Like, it's like yeah. a, an electrician walking out of a house while it's on fire going, I really enjoyed it. I had a great time. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, it they was were the lovely. rave. The they rave were lovely. Door. They were lovely. <laughs> I had a good time. I did some new stuff. Yeah. But it goes back to we were chatting about people who are too confident. They come off and they're like, geez, you know, I'm smashing it. And they didn't smash it. And they, they'll go up and do the same set or whatever they do. And they don't challenge themselves in the right way. But they don't have the perception. It, it, when they bomb, they don't even feel like they've bombed. There's like a, it's like an almost something missing. Yeah, well, there's a lot to be said for known. But not just known if it hasn't gone well, but also known if it has gone well and why. Because mm -hmm. then you can come away going, oh, I can criticise this as well. And maybe, you know, work on this. So I think knowing why it went wrong and knowing why it went well are probably two that strongest things you can learn in it yeah mm. and from every gig you'll find something that you can pinpoint and go 
don't do that again. What, do did, you, what did you pinpoint from the Melbourne? It wasn't the bottle. Don't tell me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think he started too two, fast. Two be- yeah. yeah, yeah. Two two beers before a gig tops. Yeah, that's a good rule. And uh, yeah, just stick to your guns. I'm gonna have two more of those before we start our show tonight. Oh, yeah, but that, yeah, yeah, it's it's different. It's different. It's different. You've never done the nut. You've never gone that that hard. One of them will be a medium as well. That's usually good luck. The, yeah, yeah. that's not good. a full point. Yeah, that's not a full yeah. point. So you're two yeah. two in a medium. That's grand. And only use plastic bottles. <laughs> Thank heavens. Squeezy bottle. Never. I, I my I can't smoke weed before a gig. That really puts me off. Yeah, I wouldn't be able. I did it before playing drums a few times, and you just everything becomes jazz. even before. Yeah. Like, so you're playing drums, and you're still a bit baked, and you just slow time. down. Everything slows down. Yeah, literally, like people go, "Oh, I thought that was a quicker version." Yeah, <laughs> but no, you're, everything sounds. You can see. You can tell why Bob Marley's music sounded like that. That's just riddled with weed. Yeah, but you can't be playing Led Zeppelin on weed. Mm. Yeah. Butler Jameson Yeah <laughs> Maybe just the whole lot of love bit You're at the back going uh, uh, The uh, middle uh, bit uh, <laughs> Bring me in for the middle bit But yeah I'm sure it affects your time And, and you're just your perception Because you're looking around normally While you're sober or whatever During a gig And you're like Okay I kind of half lost them there With that line yeah. Or I'm getting a giggle there about this I might just turn my attention there a bit But like if you're zonked in any way, yeah, then luck. you're going to have people. Like, I suppose if you're, you're, you have to be a proper stoner to be able to smoke weed before a gig and be comfortable. You have to be really good at it. You're yeah. really good like at Kev. it. Kev's like Kev. Like Kev. Yeah. yeah. Gotta yeah, be yeah, Kev. Yeah. His, his perception <laughs> isn't different. Like, yeah. And uh, Doug Benson is great at it. Like, they expect him to be high yeah. all the time. They, they whoop and cheer mm. when he talks about it. Yeah. Yeah. They yeah. love it. But I, th- I, th- I think, yeah, if I died that many times, so say like three in a row or even five, uh, I'd just probably, you'd probably go, well, maybe a character, maybe a different angle. Like, I'll definitely shake I love shake the it way up. you're not quitting. <laughs> well, we love, we like, love doing what, this. What if I dressed as a postman? Like, yeah, exactly. Just quit. What do you Paint doing? myself blue. <laughs> <laughs> just get a real I like, job. I like that we're rounding off this podcast with um, quit. challenging Damo's uh, limit of. Yeah. yeah What's yeah. going to make you quit? Yeah. 22, 23 what, pass out? What has to happen tonight? Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't, I don't know what I am. I, I'm, I, I like to think if I did like 10 big, big bombs in a row that I'd have the sense to go, right, that's it. I think an intervention. I'd have to have all my comedian mates just going, mate, just like, just get a civil service job, eh? Take a break. Yeah, yeah. Maybe a break. Maybe a hiatus. Yeah. Take some time and then come back. Yeah. It's tough. You know, even the times that we've all bombed, there's, and, and it'll happen in the future at some point, because uh, statistically... Uh, you know, you perform to so many people, so many audiences. Statistically, an audience of 100 people at some point in the future will be enough people, individuals, that just aren't into your stuff whatsoever. Yeah. And and sometimes that's just what's going to happen. And uh, you kind of have to look at it like that. If you're doing really well all the time, you do good gigs, and then that happens, you have to kind of go, well, like, that, the universe, the rule of the fucking... Yeah, but that's one. So... Yeah. What are the you're chances? Still, you're yeah. still trying to not quit. The same hundred, the same hundred people go to all your gigs just to get you to quit. You're still like that. Jerry's going to hire a hundred people yeah. <laughs> to book the crackdown for a month straight. There's only been one yeah. sale tonight, but the room's going to be full. How is that? Yeah, <laughs> it's all Jerry's band One mates. ticket. Yeah, they'll all be singing Bohemian okay, Rhapsody. As soon as you, show. as soon as you hear the rim shot, we're all out of here. Everyone's out of here. <laughs> We gotta yeah, go. Yeah. We gotta get out of here. The club's gonna start in uh, ten minutes. Yeah, awesome. we'll have another pint as well. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Jerry, that was great. Thanks a million for having me. Thank Anytime. you. Thanks, Thanks for, for the like. Uh, I want to updates. I want to get the links. Yes, I'll what, send you on everything what, we talked about. Yeah, and uh, your socials. What's your handle? Everything is at Jerry Staunton. Really at yeah, Jerry Staunton yeah, with, with a G, not yep. not Gur as they say in in England. 
I did say, uh, I told a guy in England, he said, is it, is it Gert? And I was like, uh, say Germany. And he said, Germany. And I said, no, say half it. And he said, half it. Oh my <laughs> God. Uh, so he called, please welcome your, your, next, your next act, half it, half Staunton. It. <laughs> uh, everything is at your Staunton. So it's on all of the, all of the socials. Great. And check out. If you haven't already, uh, Canary in a Comedy Goldmine. Yeah, it's silly enough. It's, when, it's, it's, only, it's only 12 minutes long, so even if it's shit, it, it'll be over soon. When's your next solo shows are in Ireland? I'm in Wheelands uh, next month. Oh, what's the date? You know, the 28th of 20, June. 28th of June, everybody. Nice. Oh, it's sold out, but yeah. Oh. <laughs> try anyway. It'll make me feel good if you try. Yeah. 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 And um, then like Castle Bar later in the year. That's, yeah, that's a, a, a theatre show, so I have a lot of tickets to sell for that. In the Royal... Yeah, I don't know That's if I'm going to be able to say sold out about that one. I'll probably yeah. say it anyway, like every say, comedian yeah. does. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Extra chairs added. Yeah, yeah Eddie, me, gonna a hundred of those tickets we'll buy for people that we we know. Yeah, the, yeah, the yeah, ones yeah, that yeah. don't get me. Yeah. What are the chances? <laughs> what are the statistical in odds? My hometown. He was one. We thought he was ten deaths away. It's only one in his hometown. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Ten deaths where? That's important. That counts as ten. That, that, yeah, yeah. It's it counts for ten. It does. And you'll, um, ne- you'll never hear the end of it. <laughs> Uh, Jerry, thanks so much. Thanks for having me. Anytime. All right.